what I'm about to say. Hey. I thought you were starting. Oh. <laughs> hey, this is Shelby. And this is Courtney. And thanks for joining us today on All Things Macabre. Here on All Things Macabre, we discuss all the things under the topic of odd, weird, true crime, supernatural, and fiction. This podcast contains language and content that is not suitable for all listeners, so listener discretion is advised. If you find a topic we are discussing interesting, we encourage you to do some research on your own. You never know what you may learn. We are just a couple of old friends telling each other stories that we find interesting. And hoping that you'll enjoy and laugh along with us. Through some stories that are weird, true, or fictional that will just make you say, What the fuck? And now, for the fun part. Hey, Macabre Mob, it's Shelby. And Courtney. And today, Courtney has a really awesome story for us. Not really a story, more of a history? Yeah, history lesson. But before we get into that, do we have any chickens, anything going on that we need to talk about or anything well, to brag about? Or a Mom about? and Mark came down yesterday and brought me a washer and dryer. So see, I was like... Yeah. You, there's some good things that you need to tell everybody about before we get into the story. I know you're excited to hear about it, but geez. Well, I am excited. <laughs> but yeah, I got a washer and dryer. I'm excited. Now, you've brought your laundry down, and you've been working on your laundry as well as us working on ours. It's nice. It is. It does a good job. Definitely can't complain. Good. And I apologize for us missing a week last week. Um, That was my fault. I had some IIH stuff come up, and so I've had to take a break temporarily, so that's why we're a week behind due to me, but we will always do our best to try to come out with one every week, but we may have to take a week or two off every now and then, unfortunately. Life happens. This, unfortunately, isn't our main job, and I mean, sometimes we get a little sick, too. Yeah. I realized that prior to, well, like, looking back on it last week when we were recording, or not last week, but the week prior when we were recording, I had noticed that every time you'd ask me how I was, I was like, I'm okay. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Work's kicking my ass, you know. And so it kind of makes sense for it all added up, and it finally kicked my ass. And yeah. so I was like, I can't do this this weekend. I gotta take a break. But we promise we will do our best to... Get what we can to y'all. We're not going to leave you hanging forever, for sure. Yeah, we'll, we will always be back. And also, before I even get into this too, when Shelby and I were making a joke, uh, because she's left the collars, I was supposed to call them necklaces, collars on the cats. <laughs> the cat necklaces. They are their necklaces. <laughs> so if you hear any jingling in the background, which I'm sure you will, you guys are given a little bit of uh, extra, what is it, ASMR? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I've got a challenge for you guys. I've got six cats. I will put a picture of each of them on Facebook with their names. 
You try to figure out which bell you hear at what timestamp, and I'll let you know if it's that cat. Oh, that'll be fun. I'll, I'll <laughs> add that on Instagram, too, so yeah. Whenever we get stickers and stuff, if you get one right, I will mail you a sticker. That's cool. Oh, that is something that we are working on. Yeah, we are working on getting stickers. We are working uh, on that. We've got the cricket thing. Yes. And maybe, maybe, I don't know, we're still talking about t-shirts, just playing around with them. They wouldn't be something that we'll actually, like, take serious right now. But stickers. Stickers are a little cheaper. Yeah. We we could swing that. We've made a little bit of money off this. Not much. But thanks to you guys, we have a... You know, a little a little pocket change that we got going on, yeah. and it's all because of you, all because you're, you know, listening to us and sharing us with your friends or family members and talking to everybody that you know about us, and it's helping us out, and we are very, very thankful yeah, for we that. we appreciate it. We're still continuing to look at, you know, the progress that we're making, and we're talking about how far we've come in such a little bit of time. And we've got more big things planned. Yeah, we do. We're still working on stuff and seeing where it's going to go. Sorry, I got distracted because the cats were fighting over some cat grass, and so I'm trying to not let my ADHD take over. <laughs> Is there anything else? I don't think so. You got anything else? I don't, I don't think so. Well, let's get into this. What are you covering today? The history of tarot cards. Now, let's throw a disclaimer in there. I grew up thinking tarot and Ouija and all that stuff was witchcraft mm-hmm. because of the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. As I got older, I got out of the idea of it being witchcraft, but I don't believe in it. You're so skeptic. I'm very skeptical about it. So, this is going to be a fun one for me to hear. I will say, I, did, I forgot to add on to that, but since since we're all, you know talking about the topic of this, after I've covered this, I am going to do the history of the Ouija board as well, which I will say ahead of time. I surprised myself on the history because I thought I knew it when I didn't know shit about shit, apparently. (laughs) I'm excited to hear it. And that has led me to another rabbit hole that I was going down. So I kind of have like a little three-parter, maybe a four if I come out squeezing something else. You never know. I might surprise you. But I'm on a little thing right now. Yeah, she's, she's going a little different route for a couple episodes. I'll still keep some true crime coming in for you guys. So we'll mix it up. Huge true crime fans. Yeah, yeah. We're not getting rid of that. No. But, you know, I'm I'm here to lighten the load a little bit because of all the heavy cases. That there have been about. some real heavy cases lately. So it, at, it's kind of brought me down a little bit. Same. So look at mine as like a palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna get into this. Which actually, I like how you instantly started talking about that you looked at tarot as being witchcraft related or you know it's also seen as being something known for really as being fortune telling you yeah know? yeah which fortune telling was also like evil spirits tell them and all that yes so yeah still so, kind of in the same category yes so a lot of people either like you said look at it as being witchcraft or fortune telling or thinking that if some if i go to somebody to read my tarot cards they're going to tell me that on this day of this certain time, I'm going to meet the love of my life, or I better go to the nearest grocery or not grocery store, convenience store, and buy a lottery ticket right. because yeah, I'm going to make it big like that. Yeah, you know, it's not necessarily like that. You know, of course, pop culture and a lot of just I hate to say it, but over exaggeration of things have kind of led to it. Now, I will also say I was talking to a fellow listener of ours, her family about it and the mom had told me she was like well actually i did have somebody read my tarot cards and she told me i was going to meet my husband 
or he told me I was going to meet my husband. And so, I mean, I can't always say that it's not going to happen, but more likely... It could. It could. Well, I'll, I'll explain it this way. You read tarot cards. Yes. And you've read mine. Yes. I still don't believe anything that happened. But it was broad enough mm-hmm. that the things you told me seemed to fit. Yes. Yes. So... I'm going to lean on the skeptic side still and say, you know, it's so broad it could be fit into anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm the same way with horoscopes and stuff. Yes. It, I don't see it as a witchcraft thing or anything. I look at it as not really ripping people off, but basically Miss Cleo. <laughs> you know? Damn. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be offensive about it, but that's the way I was raised. Yes. That's how I see it. It's just bullshit. I mean, I I knew you were going to say, I I knew, I knew you were going to come at me with this. And that's why we're so good together. (laughs) Because as I was doing my notes, I was like, Shelby's going to rip me a new one for this. She's going to be like, oh, 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 you know, but I, my disclaimer is that I also think that it depends on who is reading the tarot cards and how that person may perceive what they're interpreting so they can tell you what the cards say. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Like, if the person who is reading the cards is more of seeing it as a way of guidance to help with the person or, like, give it more detail because of how they interpret the cards, they're more likely to give you more detail or tell you, hey, you're going to meet your the love of your life on this certain time frame or at this place or something right, like that. Right, right. You know, where I look at it as, as something that's more or less an advisory tool in a way of kind of like, kind of like you said, I leave it broad. Because I don't want you to come to me and say, you gave me this tarot card reading on such and such date, and you told me A, B, and C was going to happen. A, B, and C did not, in fact, happen, so you lied to me. So I yeah, more or less yeah. leave it as a broad spectrum of just saying, I'm leaving this up to you to interpret what, what do it as what you will with it, you know. I'm just telling you that the card says blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and yeah, and... You've done readings for me and Tina, and when you explain them, you do explain it. It could be this, it could be that, it could be, you know, a number of things. It could be something totally different, like this. Yes. There there are different, many different interpretations. And so, and again, going back on that, many people also believe that you have to have, like, a special gift, air quotations, gift to uh, be able to read the cards or that you have to have clairvoyance in order to read them that's not necessarily the truth i mean if you just really spend time with them and like really get to learn what the what each card represents which we'll get into that in a minute too um you'll be able to kind of really understand it more and get more personable with them that's how you're able to actually understand it you have to spend time with it do the research behind it and then you can actually say you know Sorry to sound offensive, it's the only way I'm going to be able to yeah. come off with it, but uh, it'd be like learning a game, a card game, learning what all the cards are, Yes, and yeah. then how you interpret those cards is what you're telling people. Yeah. Okay. Ba- I, I mean, that basically. makes sense. That's That makes sense. And, and I could see how different people get different things. Exactly. That's that's a good way of explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, don't mean to sound offensive to those who do tarot readings. I think you you just I, offended me when you called me Miss Cleo. You got me I there. didn't call you Miss Cleo. <laughs> I I categorized it all together. <laughs> it's a little bit different. No, a little uh, bit. Though she was definitely a ripoff. I mean, we we all know that. 
No, she she would just say whatever. Oh, Miss Cleo! <laughs> I can't. <laughs> There's also another, let's see, rumor. Well, not really a rumor. Um, I don't really know the word I'm looking for with this. Something that, you know, people also think that you should do are, you know, in, in order for you to be like a actual tarot card reader. Again, air quotations. Is that you, your first tarot deck has to be gifted to you. That, in fact, is not true. Well, that's kind of like, you know, I used to have a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Well, motorcycles, you, you get a little bell. I can't remember. It's called Demon Bell or something. But you, get, you have to have it gifted to you, and you put that bell down by your engine, and it's supposed to ward off evil spirits while you're on the motorcycle. I didn't know that. I've always But seen... it's supposed to be someone gifted to you because they care about you. But, I mean, just like I see tarot, it's just kind of a superstition type thing. Super, yes, that's yeah. the word I was looking for. Superstition and kind of, kind of. Well, not no, no, never mind. Superstition is not the word I'm looking for. But in the same idea. Y- yes, yes. I mean, I will be honest, which I'll get into more detail about mine here in a little bit. But the very first deck I ever owned, I purchased for myself, and so as you've seen. It didn't really affect my reading. No, you know? I mean, everything you've told me and Tina pretty much has seemed to hit head on one way or another. Like I said, it's broad, but, I mean, we find truth somewhere in there. Exactly. And it's just something that, you know, it it differs from person to person as to who they think if this is acceptable or not. And so, but a majority, there's a lot of people who, you know, will buy their first deck before they, you know, just allow it or, you know, just because they're interested, they don't really, they try to respect that, you know, and since I bought my first one, I've had some gifted to me, but, you know, it's not like, it's not going to make or break, you know, right, right, how you read them or interpret them or whatever. But with that being said, I'm going to kind of dive into a little bit more of why tarot cards are known for being used for, I can't say this, divination. Since we talked on that. Okay, for that sound, it's not going to count. That was Wednesday. She is supervising today. Sorry about that. She just <laughs> She just jumped up on the table. She said that she didn't like the way the setup was. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so moving forward, I'm going to talk to you more about why tarot cards are now known for divination. Okay. And what are some of the current beliefs and then what has evolved into kind of like the now current tarot practices that are known today. So the first ever tarot card known to date started far way back into the 14th and 15th century. So it's like they they did back that's, that's a very, a while very long back. time. And they started out in Italy. The, the reason why I said the 14th or the 15th is because there's such a... <sighs> There's discrepancies on which was officially the very first tarot card deck, if that makes sense. But supposedly the very first original tarot deck was called the Solabuska deck. And I probably butchered it and I'm so sorry. But it was rumored to be created in the 1490s. Like, my brain can't even go back that far. Was it like gypsies or anything? You know? No. Um, so what I was told was that the person who created them 
used to create them for rich and wealthy families, like say like kings or queens or you know something like that. Just you have to have a lot of money. And the person who created them all would hand paint each and each and every card. Like every little detail was hand painted. So every single deck that you got was individualized. Okay, that's cool. And so the deck that I had mentioned, that is the only remaining full complete deck that is still known to exist at this time. How many cards are in a complete deck? In a complete deck, it consists of 70 cards. It's a little more than 52. Yeah, a little more than 52. The 70 cards were used as a game, kind of like as you had mentioned before. Oh, okay. And the rich and wealthy would sit around a table and each of them would pull a card, you know, from the deck that was laying on the table. And I don't know exactly what order they would go around the table, but they would go around the table in a certain order and they would look at the person next to them. And judging by the picture of the card, they would try to tell the person what they think their future was going to be based off the picture. I bet that's why tarot cards are supposed to be gifted. Because originally they were gifted because they were hand-painted for the wealthy families. I bet that's, it just got lost over the years. You know, I never thought about that. That's, okay. I didn't find that in I mean, I don't know if it's true, but it could be. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I never thought about that. And whenever I was looking into, like, trying to research that, I really tried to find why. And I will say, if anybody who's listening knows the reason why, or, you know, if Shelby is correct, let us know, because... Yes, please. I couldn't find it. Um, but this game was called Triomphi. And like I said, it, it consisted of 70 cards. And all the characters were created to look like a um, festival or like a theatric type theme. Does that make sense? Due to like the traveling, um, I want to say traveling circus, but that's not right. But um, Traveling salesman or traveling artist. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, people traveled then. You had to travel to do anything. Like with the plays and stuff that would come into town. Okay. And, um, I got you. Like the Jokers and like the, the um, there's words for them that my brain is not letting me think of right I'm now. I'm going to gypsies. But <laughs> my brain is just, yeah. I know that's not right, but. But it was during the Italian Renaissance, so if that helps, you know, okay. kind of pertain to that. But they were all typically meant to represent each character from like the Renaissance festivals at that time. Okay. This eventually graduated into being something, the cards were not necessarily now used for games, but eventually were used for decorations and illustrations and became more personalized. And this happened around the 16th century. Also in the 16th century, the fool was also created, which is like a gesture. Yes. Okay. Um, that is what he's known for, but in Tarot, the Fool is supposed to represent, like, new beginnings and starting over, but also his number of his card, he's technically is what starts the deck, but again, like I said, I'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but he was created to go along with the game for Triomphi. The name for Triomphi eventually became Tarocco in Italy, and then when Tarocco was created, France heard about Tarot at this time. And they started to pronounce it as Tarot, which eventually was adapted into what we call now Tarot. Okay. And Tarot is spelled, of course, T-A-R-O-T. And so the, the T is silent, but that's because of French and their interpretation of how they said Tarot. That name is stuck with, of course, with what we call it today. So 
the tarot cards, when they were first created, they all had what were called the major and minor arcana. And I'm going to start with the minor first, and then we'll move to the, the, the major. Kind of think of, of baseball with the major leagues and the minor leagues. <laughs> yeah. So the minors were consisted of, consisted of four suits, a swords, baton, coins, and cups, as well as cards. Whenever I talk about the major arcana, they were known as trump cards. That makes me want to play spades. I was, and I was going to say, and it's got four suits. They're pr- pretty similar. And I was going to say, you really standard playing. Cards. Yes. And I was going to make that disclaimer before I got into this, but you're you're catching on. So that's really kind of now also inspired a little bit of it too. Is that they were when they were created, it was now is what led to what we know is playing cards today. Okay. So tarot created playing cards in a way, yeah. Huh. Ironically. But Tara went off on a more, you know, spiritualism type yeah, route. Yeah, where, you know, Tara, where playing cards, playing cards straight just, games. Yeah. So, of course, you know, the trump cards outranked all the other four suits, as you already know when you're talking about spades. Mm-hmm. The representations of the trump cards varied by each deck. So this continued until a man known as John Baptiste Elliott wrote a book linking tarot cards to divination. And in the book, he assigned each meaning to a card, referring to astronomy as well as like the elements of the earth. And he had also used a reference of an Egyptian book called the Book of Thoth. And if you're kind of like me, which I, you know, I made you help me look up a little bit of this so we could try to look up pronunciations because I did not want to butcher this. But um, at first I was kind of like, what the hell is this book? You know, what? Yeah. what is it? Well, um, so I did a little bit of research on it. And of course, like I said, it is, a, it, it is Egyptian. And it is supposedly written within the opinion of an Egyptian god named Thoth. And his knowledge varies on different contexts to be claimed uh, to be interested in magical beings and astronomy and elements and how everything kind of like goes together. I could not find a lot on it because some of the things that I found was in Egyptian. <laughs> hey, that I've ran so, into that problem a couple times. I just kind of put it into the fact that it was kind of based with on the same mm-hmm. type of theories that he was going for. So we got astronomy elements in the Book of Thoth is kind of what John Baptiste Elliot used to make tarot cards into linking them into deviation. Now I can see it with the uh, uh, Egyptians thought there were gods in the moons and stuff. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you got a book to go with it now. Yes. Yeah, I, I can see that. Then you kind of link that off into the elements of the earth and, you know, terms of like um, wind, fire, you mm-hmm. know, and then physical things. Of- Which I think they were there were gods for those as well. Yes. And Egyptian stuff. Yeah. Aliette began to write his book, but he used a, a pseudonym named Attilia. And this is actually his last name spelt backwards. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little fun fact. It was like, oh, okay. But it, isn't there a thing if, if you say your last name backwards, you like poof into another dimension or something? I don't know. No. I've heard some crazy <laughs> theory before. It, it's old. We may have to look that up because I'm like, I don't, I don't. Someone out there knows what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> it's like you talking about when we did uh, Mandela Effect and you were talking about, uh, what's his name of the cat? Schrodinger? Oh yeah, Schrodinger. And I was like, who the fuck is Schrodinger? I and love Schrodinger. I still love Schrodinger. And actually, I didn't tell you this. Sorry, random tangent here. I'll get back in topic in a minute. But after we did, we recorded that episode, no shit, I was listening to, I think it was an That's Why We Drink, maybe? The episode they were talking about, I think it was Christine had referred to Schrodinger and the cat. And I was like, what the fuck? You missed out on everything not knowing about Schrodinger. Apparently, I can't believe that I haven't told you about him before. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know where I was that day in life when Schrodinger and the cat existed. But I, I missed that day. I checked out that day, apparently. <laughs> I was sick. <laughs> Brain damage. Okay, sorry, I had to look at my notes and see where I was at now. In the 1900s, tarot cards became popular in the United States with the creation of the Rider-Waite deck, which was created in 1909. And whenever I said Rider-Waite, you just kind of looked at me like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So, in the U.S., Rider-Waite is like the tarot cards because it was the first ever version that was ever created. Um, And so, today, like the very first one that I purchased... It is inspired by the Rider Waite because it is so basic and it's so traditional, like if that, that makes sense. Yeah. It's the re- referred card to use to kind of learn the basics of tarot. You know, kind of like the deck that I use now, and I usually will tell you guys that I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure with this one, but I have one that I know like the back of my hand. That's that one. Okay. Like I said, Rider Waite created their deck in 1909, and so this was nine years after the big popularity came in the United States. But of course, you know, per usual, we Americans being the assholes that we are, you know, we were prime ready to jump on the tarot train, you know, and was like, oh, this is something cool and new. Let's, you know, just dive on down that rabbit hole and see what it is. Like people do in general. Exactly. And so that is also what has led to Rider Waite being such a hot topic and hot commodity because... It was something new. It was something interesting. Not, you know, the traditional status quo, what they were used to in the 1900s. And so it still just became where we are today. So Rider Waite used very similar inspirations from Elliot in terms of whenever he, when Elliot created the idealistic things that would create tarot cards into what they are today. Rider Waite took that into note and then created art that was inspired by what Elliot recommended. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so this, you know, continued to be even more of a thing and be popularized because it was something mainstream because people were looking to want to incorporate it into more daily things or family outings. And it was a way that you could gather around the table and be social with your friends because it was something new and everybody had it. And, you know, it wasn't like like Monopoly. Yes, because it was more something affordable. And like Monopoly, the cards have evolved to other editions. There you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't beat the classic. Yes. There you go. There you go. Uh, I... I like how you're bringing it back. (laughs) You keep doing that. (laughs) Tarot cards became affordable for everybody, so therefore it was more popular because originally when it first started, you had to be very, very wealthy in order to afford it. Anything that starts out as a wealthy person's thing gets huge. Yes. Especially whenever it becomes available to everybody. I mean, potatoes used to be a wealthy food. That's right. Even celery. Did you know that? Yeah. And now it's poor food. Yes. 
So like back in the day, celery used to have like a celery vase. Like you would just sit oh, yeah. it on the table like it was it was flowers. It was a centerpiece. Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's celery, okay. But I mean, I I was, you know, modern day me is like I don't Well, get it. I mean, I'm sure there's some stuff I mean, sweet potatoes. You know, sweet potato vines are very beautiful. I don't think I've ever seen any. I'll have to show you sometime. They're really cool, and people will use sweet potato vines by themselves. They they don't even care about growing the actual sweet potatoes. They just want the vines. Hmm. The more you know. <laughs> Welcome to Shelby's Fun Facts Special. There we go. I was like trying yeah, to come up about every time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So in today's world, you know, you are more likely to see tarot cards during Halloween parties or birthday parties. And at times, you know, you can fluff it up and have a corporate team building experience, you know, doing a tarot card reading. I know I had uh, put in my notes here uh, that I wish that my company would do it. And mm-hmm. I sent these notes to my mom because, you know, mom. Yeah, you work for the same company. And... <laughs> Mom was like, uh, good luck with that. I don't know how that would go over. And I was like, just let me live my life, okay? Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) But as I had previously mentioned, tarot cards are not meant to predict the future. They're more as like something designed as assistance or as a guidance to any question that the seeker may have or clarification that you're looking for. Again, you know, like I said, they can't predict the future. They can't tell you when you're going to fall in love or be rich and, you know, all that stuff, unfortunately, that we so desperately want to know. <laughs> I had also previously mentioned about the first deck having to be a gift. And I told you mm-hmm. that when we got further in the notes, I would explain my experience with that. Mm-hmm. So here we are at this point. I've purchased my first deck when my family and I had taken a trip to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I was in New Orleans and then we were in a, I think it was like a voodoo shop. I was forget, I forgot what it was. Or it was like, it had a different assortment of things. And we were walking through like the tarot card cases and it was either my mom or my sister found the deck uh, that I now bought or that I now have and came to me with it. And they were like, this just looks like it comes, it speaks to me that you should get it. It Mm. it looks like you. Well. And I was like, okay, I'll take it, you know? And ever since, I mean, I still, no matter what, go back to that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, I have an assortment of them still to this day. And there's some of them I haven't opened just because, but I love that one. Well, I still <laughs> like the original Monopoly best, so. <laughs> and I've got uh, Toy Story, Nightmare Before Christmas, you do, Rick yes. and Morty. I've got a bunch of Monopolies. I forgot sometimes that you you collect different theme monopolies until <laughs> I'm just sitting here around your house sometimes and looking and I'm like, she does. <laughs> I gotta say my favorite is Nightmare Before Christmas, but I have not played it. I don't want to mess it up. I would. <laughs> I, I couldn't bring myself to open it. So now let's move into the major and minor arcana just to kind of get more into the details and the meat and potatoes, if you will, about what they're about. Well, the tarot cards were a game at the time. They were made of 70 cards, but now the cards make up a total of 78 cards. And they are divided, like I said, into what's known as the major and minor arcana. The major consists of 22 cards, and they are numbered from 1 to 21 instead of 1 to 22, which, like I mentioned, the fool earlier, and Mm -hmm. I said that, you know, he actually begins the... um, so he doesn't really have a number. He doesn't necessarily have a number. He actually, depending on who you ask, he 
is kind of coupled with the 22nd card, which would be the world. But you can also ask people and they'll say 22 is the world, but zero is actually the fool. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because like I said, the fool really kind of starts everything. And so it's kind of odd of where he fits in. He's kind of like the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Yeah. I never kind thought of like that way. Yeah. Ace in a standard deck being a high card or low card. Yes. Okay. I never think... I, I don't understand cards, you know. I like don't understand the- tarot, so... <laughs> <laughs> it works well. Yeah, you got it. And I just realized that I messed up. I said 22. 21 is for the world. Sorry. And I said oh, that it was yeah, 22. You, sorry. Yeah, you said there was 22, but there was only 21 numbered. Yeah, sorry. Brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me for, you know, this brief moment. This is kind of where it'll get maybe a little bit boring, but I just wanted to break down the major arcana so you kind of understood and kind of like what each one is, if okay. that makes sense. And if I say any of them that ring a bell, just let me know and we'll kind of couple, we'll go back to those in a minute. Okay. So starting off with zero, like I said, we have the fool. And number one is the ma- magician. Two is the high priestess. Three is the empress. Four is the emperor. Five is the hierophant or the pope. Six is the lovers. Seven is the chariot. Eight is justice. Nine is the hermit. Ten is will of fortune. It's not the will of fortune that you're thinking of. Like, will, will of fortune. fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven is strength. Twelve is the hanged man. Thirteen is death. Fourteen is temperance. Fifteen is the devil. Sixteen is the t- is the tower. Seventeen is the star. Eighteen the moon. Nineteen the sun. Twenty is judgment. And twenty-one finally is the world. And like I said, is there any of them that I had mentioned that pop out to you or ring a bell or anything? Well, it would be kind of like me going through the suits of cards and the kings and queens and jacks. No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> So they're just cards to me. I, I thought so. <laughs> so I wanted to pick out some that I usually notice yeah, that yeah. people talk about. Like say for instance, death. When people see that coming in the reading, they're thinking, "Oh my God, I'm about to die." Mm-hmm. Or the devil. If somebody sees that, they're thinking, "Oh shit, I've sinned," or there's something, or the devil's about to come to get, get me. me. And yeah, I, yeah, I could see that being a thing. When in all instances, death is more or less representing something in your life is coming to an end. Like there's a phase that's been bothering you, or like a negative phase, and it's finally coming to an so end. So it'd be a good thing. Yes, it's like it's meant to be a good like, thing. Like uh, my streak of awful luck. Didn't I get death in one of mine? You did. I did. I had that real bad streak of bad luck all of this year, and then now I'm getting a washer and dryer, I got a fridge, I'm trying to figure out the car. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, the same thing is, like, with the devil, it's, the devil's meant to be, like, a repeat thing of, you keep going to learn from your mistakes until you fucking, like, finally figure it out. Yeah, I get and that. you need to kind of, like, focus on what is it that I'm doing that is not really working out for me so well. So it's really kind of like that devil on your shoulder. Yeah. That you got to get rid of. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. 
I'm glad you're following along. I was worried. I'm not going to lie. I was Isn't like, it great that I'm not into it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it actually is. It works out so much better, which I know Tina, whenever um, I had wrote my notes, I was like, I'm going to send this to her because I know she's interested in this. And so uh, yeah. she'll, you know, she'll get it. And I was like, Shelby, on the other hand, I was like, how am I going to not make this boring for Shelby? But oh, you know, I'm not going to let it be boring. <laughs> <laughs> but you got it. So we're now going to move into the Minor Arcana, which is now made up of 56 cards. And they are divided into four suits. Of the four suits, there are 14 cards in each suit. Does that make sense? Yes. In standard playing cards, there's, I believe, 13 in each of the four suits. Oh. Yeah. I did not know that. Another fun fact from Shelby Central over here. These suits are very similar to the original whenever they were first created in Italy. Mm -hmm. Um, Say, for instance, the batons or rods are now replaced with wands. Cups have remained the same. Swords have also remained the same. What are now known as pentacles were at one time known as coins or discs. And each suit is also followed up with a king to queen and a knight or a page. And the remaining 10 numbered cards, according to whichever suit there is, um, that'll be like what it is. Like, say, for instance, you'll have like 10 of cups through one of cups. Does that make sense? Or like one Yeah, it's it's very, very similar to standard playing cards. Yes. Very similar. Everything I'm hearing sounds a lot like it. Whenever I started doing the notes, I really started putting that aspect together. Mm -hmm. And that's whenever I said that I really do feel like this is kind of where everything's I mean, there's even the king, the queen, the knight, a.k.a. the jack. Yes. Or page. I don't know if it'd be the knight or the page, but either way, it's one of them could be the jack. And I had a question about the coins or disc. Okay. Was that the same look as a pentagram? Or was it a different... A pentacle. Or pentacle. Okay, pentacle. Is it the same design? So yes, they're still they're still round. There's there's regardless they and I will say pentacles also represent money or they'll represent like physical things within money, clothing, housing, cars, all the things. That's what that represents. Mm-hmm. So that's equivalent to why it's called coins or discs. Which the disc part I'm associating is kind of like when I talk about like clothing, housing, stuff like that, mm-hmm. like physical stuff. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. And then uh, something else I wanted to point out, it's not quite there, but batons or rods being wands, mm-hmm. cups, swords, and then the the coins. Mm-hmm. You've got diamonds, mm-hmm. hearts, I guess could be... Cups. Cups. Uh, you've got spade. Spades would be... I would say spades would be swords. And then you've got clubs. And clubs would baton. be wands. Yeah, or, baton or wand, yeah. yeah. So I just thought I'd point that out, because I thought that was interesting. It, it's really, really similar. It, it really is. Now so next you... time y'all go to the casino and play some poker or something, <laughs> y'all gonna be thinking about tarot. <laughs> hey, right. <laughs> and now when I'm looking at tarot, I'm gonna be thinking of playing cards. Yeah, I just ruined be... your life. <laughs> <laughs> so, but see, I'm not Miss Cleo anymore. You get what I'm saying? No, you were never Miss Cleo. <laughs> Miss Cleo's a whole different breed, okay? I mean, like, she she pulled from the stuff you're interested in, but she did her own little scandal there. 
True, 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 true. That, yeah, she she took it. Uh, she took it a whole another step. Yeah, she's one of those people that go out in a crowd of people and they can see the future and point things out, but really they're already told the things mm-hmm. or it's general stuff they can read people and figure it out. It's like, um, what's her face? She used to be a psychic medium. Um. The Long Island one? No, not her. Okay. She used to be on Montel. It's like Sylvia Brown. I don't know if you knew that. About Sylvia that. Brown. The adaptation of tarot cards to occult and fortune-telling purposes that we kind of know today started in France in 1780. And fortune-telling with the cards were separated, and the major arcana represented spiritual matters and important trends of the questioner's life. Where the major, sorry, where the Meyer Arcana dealt mainly with business matters and career ambitions, where cups were associated with love, swords were associated with conflict, the coins or the pentacles represented money and material comfort. Okay. Tarot decks are usually shuffled by the questioner, and then the person who is reading the cards will lay them out in a special pattern, also known as a spread. Uh, to answer the questions that the questioner is trying to seek the answers for. The meaning of the cards are usually determined uh, by the position of the cards, you know, where they are within the spread, because the spread will have everything numbered, and then you'll look at the numbers, and it'll say that this card at this placement of number five means, like, what the questioner is looking for within the future. But that's all stuff that you've got to learn. Yes. Like, like I was talking about learning how to play a game. Yes. You gotta know that to be able to get that. Yes. Um, whenever you pull the cards for the spread, do you put them down in the order you pull them? Or is there you look at it and decide it goes here, here, or here? Whenever you pull the card, you will say like say for instance and for the listeners, I'm kind of laying out on my iPad a position of what a spread would look like, so you gotta use your imagination in a way. We'll, we'll but put a spread on Yeah, I'll put a picture of what yeah, they we'll look put like. a spread on social media. But um say for instance, like it'll say card one goes right here, card two goes here, three, four, five, six. So I pulled the card one, I put it right here, and then card two, three, okay, four, so five, it, six. You do lay them down in the order you yes. pull them. Okay. And so, as I said, the meaning of where they're positioned at is used to tell you what the questioner is trying to seek. The cards also adjacent to how they're laying within with each other has their own meaning, meaning too. But that's kind of more detailed stories for a different day. (laughs) But within that, that's tarot cards and their history and what has led to what we've known today, which I know you were, if we're talking about how did, you know, that become what led to everything being associated with like it being demonic and like a, and a negative phase within pop culture. I've tried to look a lot of it up, um, but I believe that it just became, you know, when it was seen as fortune telling and then you had people misreading and trying to interpret negative stuff and do stuff like that. It is kind of what messed up everything, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, I can definitely see both sides of it mm-hmm. coming from a, a, an open-minded point of view. Being raised the way I was, seeing it as witchcraft and all that, I can see where it would get that stigma. Yes. Absolutely. A fortune telling, um, the gods and Egyptians and, you know, I, I can see that. 
my biggest thing is they were using it as fortune telling in the 1780s, right? Yes. Technically. And yeah. it came to America in the 1900s. Mm-hmm. So they already knew that was behind it. The, yes. But That's they, they decided it. to go ahead and say, okay, well, it's a game. We're going to, you know, play with it anyway. Yes. And it was kind of sold as a game. Someone got their panties in a wad, and they were like, "Oh, that's devil shit." Which leads me to our my next story that I'm going to do, which is the Ouija board, which is exactly what happened with it. Which is another thing that I still to this day will not touch. Same, but I feel like it's in the same category as tarot for me. Yeah, um, you know, I'm and again skeptical. With that, I'm going to go ahead and prepare our listeners for that. This is the way that our banter with, with went with this today. Ouija will be the exact same way. Yes, it will. It's it. My notes are kind of constructed to be the different points of views because there is a scientific view on Ouija that I didn't know that people Ooh, were looking that's at. That's going to be interesting, you know, like science. And then there's like the, well, what if it really is like the spirits moving your finger to like, re- you know, do that. See, that. That's where I'm like, uh, I don't think I believe in ghosts. You know, we've done the Waverly Hills thing. Mm-hmm. I've been touched. I still don't know if I believe in ghosts, but I don't want to chance it. So I'm just going to not fuck with it. <laughs> So there, there's that. Uh, but I still, even more so though, knowing the whole history of tarot, I see it more as a game that got knocked out of proportion. I think some people saw a way to make money off of it. Oh yeah, and it got. It's the same thing as poker to me. You, they, they found a way to make money off of it, fortune telling, versus a standard fifty-two deck playing cards. Go and gamble. That's all it is. You're just paying someone to pull cards out for you. I disagree, but you know. I mean, that. I mean, you know, I'm still not going to believe it. But like I've said, everything you have read to me has hit right on. So I don't know. There may be something to it, but I'm not going to believe it. I've already have admitted to myself that you're never going to believe it and I'm okay with that. But at least I do tell you that these things do happen and I'm like, that was fucking weird but (laughs) you know. So you at least get that satisfaction in the end. Yes, because I'm like, see, I told you so. I told you so. And you love being able to say you told me so. (laughs) I told you so. (laughs) But I know Ouija will come after our next one because the next one we have is a very, very special story that we're doing for a very, very special someone. Yes, we are. And it was actually sent in. Yes. I've I've just added to it. Yes, I was going to say majority of the notes were sent in with the story recommendation and we'll go into more detail with that one whenever we do the recording for it. Yes, it's going to be a special one. But Ouija will be something to look forward to after that story, but... And we want to break it up a little bit, too, because we know not everyone's into true crime, just like not everyone's into tarot and Ouija and the, I guess, I hate to say it, but kind of the occult. Yes. Yeah. That's really what it is. I mean, looking at it from And I even refer to it being as, like, seen through as the occult. Yeah. So, yeah. It's accepted to say it that way. I don't want to be offensive. You know, I'm going to say my views, but I I never want to offend anyone Mm -hmm. over something they believe in. You know, just just because I don't believe in it doesn't mean it's not real. Right. 
I don't look at it as being offensive. I, I, I see where you're going with it. But with that being said, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Please let us know. If I you did. did. I actually really enjoyed it. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm excited for the Ouija one now. I am too. I am excited. I'm excited for these rabbit holes I've now gone into. Yeah. And it's, it's becoming interesting to learn things that I thought that I knew that I found out that I really didn't know shit about. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time when I'm researching. I'm and like, what? Because I know yesterday, whenever I was doing my notes for Ouija, I was looking at you and I said, so... Um, yeah, you wanted friend. to push the recording off because <laughs> you found more. Yes. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know what to do here. And so we figured it out. But yeah, um, it's going to be fun. We're going to be kind of like on a little bit of a spooky kick, spooky kick kind of in a way because we got tarot and then the special the story. next one's going to be kind of a haunting yeah and then we'll have ouija but then after that we'll i'm i know Garrett, i think i'm gonna do a true crime after that i was gonna say i know there'll be a true crime one i've, in I've got a really good one in mind so okay i think y'all enjoy it so get your ears ready we've got a lot of content headed your way yes so until next time bye guys thank you see ya All research is done by Shelby Hudgens, Courtney Pylan, and Tina Collins. A special thanks to Tina Collins for managing us, and we are a lot to manage. All social media is linked in the description below. Be sure to follow us, and don't forget to leave a rating on wherever you get your podcast. If you have an interesting topic that you'd like to hear on our podcast, please email it to allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Did this episode make you say, What the fuck?